All right, we are back. I'm Janine. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. I do want to mention we are on Twitter at KUCI FM. We're on Instagram at KUCI FM. We're on Facebook, KUCI 88.9. And if you're not familiar with all of our shows, we've got quite the eclectic mix of music and public affairs. You can visit KUCI.org. All right, coming up, standing by to join us is Krista Driver. She's author of Manny Petty. And I'm looking forward to chatting about her book, Manny Petty, A True Life Rags to Riches Story. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, This was really intriguing. Um, Tell me how this book came about. Well, it really started with me in my nail industry, or my nail salon, Mm -hmm. with my curiosity just about the people around me. And I realized I was leaving the technicians out of my curiosity and wondered why that was. And when I began to ask them their stories and where they were from, I was just fascinated by their just sheer tenacity and overcoming tragedy. And I really felt compelled to write the story of the Vietnamese women that came here and really started this $8 billion industry. You know, though, I think the reason that why this uh, hit home for me is because I was getting my nails done about a month ago, and this woman, she couldn't really speak English very well, and she was apologizing, and she said, I'm so sorry, and no one ever really talks to me. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's common. Yes. So tell me about this industry. Um, Well, it's it's interesting in itself, just the the long history of it. You know, thousands of years ago, uh, manicures starting in Egypt and coloring their nails, but the industry that we know now, the nail industry, really started with these Vietnamese refugees that came here and cornered the market and made it accessible for all of us to get manicures and pedicures. Mm-hmm. And this this book was, you know, a great read. It's uh, tell me the process. I always love to hear, you know, as a writer because you have a very interesting background. You're not just a writer. I'm actually a therapist. My whole career has been in uh, the clinical world, and uh, it comes from my fascination and and love of people's stories, and this is an extension of that, um, you championing somebody's story. This is about Charlie Lowe uh, and also the collective whole of the refugees' women, but what they gave up in their countries and... Um, sacrifice to come here to live the American dream. And the process of writing it was really uh, interesting for me because I'm not a writer. I, I haven't been. I should say I'm not. haven't ever written anything like this before. And I was scared and I was insecure about it. And I learned a lot through myself in the process. And um, it's just been a really great experience. I feel though your interest in, you know, being an observer of life really was a you know, plus in writing this book, it really showed. It definitely was the impetus for me at writing this book. Yeah. So give us an idea of how this came about. Was it difficult, you know, to get this story written, you know, or was she very open? How did it come about? Uh, Charlie was very open with her story and, uh, you know, just a very kind person and wanting to show other people that they also could succeed regardless of what's happened in their life. And uh, so it's a broader story of women and empowerment and entrepreneurship. And uh, the process with Charlie was so easy. She just was um, just very open and honest and vulnerable with me. And so that made the process a lot easier. 
All right. So here, here's something I was thinking about this morning. Um, the book, you know, you, you finished this huge accomplishment. What does it mean to you having finished this? Well, for me, it was a, um, it gave me the confidence to do the next thing in my life, whatever that is. It's just, it, it grew me up as an individual and a person. And, uh, I'm just really excited for whatever the next chapter is for myself. Was being a writer something that kind of was in the back of your mind? You thought, you know, someday I really want to put something down on paper? Yeah, it wasn't. I, I love to read, and I love books, and so this was a natural extension of that, but it wasn't a lifelong dream for me. It is now. Now I really love it, and I love the process of it. Mm-hmm. You want to share with the listeners your backstory? Because you have an interesting road as well. You know, my story, I always thought of it just as my narrative, just as my life, and I realize now that I did overcome quite a bit, and let me, let me tell you the beginning of it. As a foster child in um, in the system, the first almost four years of my life, this card really stacked against me from the beginning, but I never looked at it like that, and I just overcame many obstacles in my life, but it was just part of putting one foot in front of the other. It's not until I met Charlie and really saw this underdog story that I realized that I also was an underdog and it resonated with me, uh, her story in that way. Um, and that was my, my beginning in life that didn't end with that. So, you know, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And I'm, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> thank you. I'm always fascinated with how people have this positive mindset. They can go through all kinds of rocky roads but they're always positive, or they know how to get out of their funks, you know, move on to the next thing. How, where do you think that comes from in you? You know, some people, I think it's just innate. It's just a, a natural ability. For some people, we work a little harder at it. Maybe when circumstances come up, our first go-to is to think we can't do something, or that's the first place that we, our mind goes. And so that's a concert of effort to think on the positive side. So some people I think it's a learned skill, and some people I think it's innate. I, I agree with you, and I think it's also something we have to work on. Absolutely, daily. Daily. What, what do you do? It, Go ahead. Well, I, I just uh, it starts with how we talk to ourselves about ourselves. Oh, yes. So, for example, we lose our keys and we say, I'm so stupid, I can't believe I did that. We're talking so negatively to ourselves it's it's natural that our life would be inclined for negative things. Yes. So it's a it's a concerted effort every day to remember our power and our value. I know because it's so easy sometimes you know to wake up and all of a sudden you have this negative self talk like what was I thinking you know why did I do this right and start be- that's not a good way to start your day. No, it's definitely not. Yeah. So what else would you like listeners to know about your book? Well, the book itself is uh, inspiring and uplifting, and it just really speaks to the heart of these refugee women, and it's told to the story of Charlie Vaux. And, um, you know, when I was writing it, I just felt so much pressure to do the story justice, that I really wanted it to illuminate these women, and I, I think we did that in this book. And what was it like for Charlie to read the book? she's so sweet. She just is so humbled by it and uh, and excited at the same time. Um, she's just a wonderful, wonderful woman. That's amazing. 
What would yeah. you like people to know about the industry the next time they go in and they're there for their mani-pedi? I think that the women, even though their stories were similar, they all had similar tales of escape and 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 tragedy. But these women are entrepreneurs. They work hard. They just want to provide for their families. And uh, one one question I get asked often is, are they really talking about me when they're oh. talking Vietnamese to each other? That's a common thing. People really? are necessarily interested in how they escape. They want to know, like, are they really saying things about me? Oh my God. And I asked Charlie this question just the other day, and she said, actually, the women are talking about their families. They're talking about, yes. you know, their their day, their home, their, you know, their families back in Vietnam, um, and they just are more comfortable talking in their language, and they're, they're probably not talking about us. That's a little level of paranoia, would you say? <laughs> well, I mean, it's natural when you hear people talking and, you know, to think they're they're discussing uh, your crooked sure. toe or whatever it is. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Charlie said they're really actually talking about, you know, their children and their families and, and things of life. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, but I always, I do notice when I go in, a lot of people never even speak to the person that's doing their nails. They don't. And, you know, some people want to just go in there and read a book and just, relax and that's okay and some people want to be chatty and talk and all of those things are okay i think the bigger picture that i would like people to see is these are real human beings that are providing an intimate service for us and wouldn't it be great if we just asked them about them or where they came from or what their life is like absolutely and i I think it is i want to open a broader discussion about uh, really seeing people and who they are and what they've gone through in life I agree. You know, I always say to people, you know how we're taught, don't talk to strangers. Well, sometimes we're missing out. We're really missing out on a connection. Right. And not just uh, of that person, but also maybe a culture or a situation or circumstance in their life that could really empower or inspire us. Do you feel like she taught you something? Charlie taught me so much. And, And one thing I had asked her, you know, Charlie, how did you know that you could do this? How did you know that you could build this empire, really? And and she said it never occurred to her that she couldn't. And that, to me, was like the sentence that, you know, kept me in the forefront of, of this book and in the process, and even as an individual and as a woman. That's amazing. Okay, so can yeah. you give your website so people can find you? Well, my website is not live yet, but it will be, and it will be kristadriver.com. And uh, I'm also on Facebook. You can find me, Krista Beth Driver, on Facebook. And um, and Instagram. I don't even know how to do Instagram, but I'm on there and Twitter. Fantastic. Well, congratulations, Krista, and thank you so much for calling in. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure talking with you this morning. Have a great day. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was author Krista Driver talking about her book, Manny Petty. And all the info is on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And I have two more guests calling in. At 9.30, I'm going to be speaking with filmmaker Nancy Goodman talking about uh, the rom-com, Surprise Me. It was very cute, starring, starring Fiona Gubelman, Jonathan Bennett, and Sean Ferris, and she's actually the author of It Was Food Versus Me, and I Won, and uh, so that should be a fun conversation, and then at uh, 9.45, I have country music artist Brandon Stansel calling in, and I had a chance to see him perform uh, 
I think it was like four weeks ago. He's fantastic, so I'm looking forward to that. And right now we'll listen to Brandon's song, Top Shelf. And we'll go to break, and we'll be back. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. <laughs> 